this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian with the Badass Women's Council podcast. Hope you're having a great week. I'm excited to have Jason Barnaby on the show today. Jason is a tribe leader and a chief fire starter. And I love the conversation you're going to hear from Jason because we hear this word tribe thrown around a lot. It's hashtagged all the time. Seth Godin wrote a book about it. And Jason's really going to put some structure and some intentionality around who should be in your tribe. How do you choose the right types of people? Because here at the Badass Women's Council, we're all about reflection and connection. So Jason's going to give us some great information today on both. Enjoy. Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian with the Badass Women's Council podcast. And today we have Jason Barnaby. And Jason, you have a super cool title that I'm going to let you just introduce yourself because I love it. Go. Awesome. So tribe leader and chief firestarter of Firestarters Incorporated. It's a company I started about a year and a half ago. Um, the focus is really three things. First is finding your fire. Um, I find that most people will not ask themselves the question, what sets your heart on fire? Because they're terrified of the answer. So I help people figure that out first. Secondly is once you figure out what that fire is, you f uh, the second piece is fan your flame. So what's one small step that you can take that hopefully leads to many other steps? And then the last one, which I think we're going to be talking about today, is tending your tribe and making sure that you have the right people in your tribe on the right seat of the bus, to coin a phrase. Love it. And I'll just give some context for our listeners because I've known Jason for, gosh, Ten nine, years. nine or 10 years. Yeah. And what I love about what we're doing today on, on this podcast is we're really both living out dreams that we've had in our hearts for years that you and I have been talking about. Someday we're gonna. Totally. And what's been great, I think, for both of us is that we've supported each other on that journey. Absolutely. Which really ties into to what we're going to talk about today and this idea of, of tribes. So here's the way I see it, Jason. You, you tell me how you feel about this. So I feel like when I look back on my life and I look back even all the way back to being in middle school, high school, we're wired and built for community. You know, in school, we called them our cliques that yeah. we lived in. And, our, right. you know, we had our certain people that you were either in sports, you were in this and you were that. And we had those people that we were comfortable with. Sure. And even as you move into adult and work you know, sometimes your your group is, you know, your kids' sports. Now you have your group that you're a part of. But you always have like this either group of people that have been your people. Sure. Built to live in community. And I feel like we had this section of time over the last decade where we all kind of shrunk into more independence. Right. And even some of the messages that you would hear that, you know, own your space and go after what you need to go after. It was all very independent messaging. And I think that social media is a bit of a counterfeit connection. Yeah. I love social media, but it's, you know, oftentimes I'm I'm sitting at home alone. Right. Scrolling. Right. That's not real heartbeat to heartbeat connection. Right. And so this idea of tribes has become a bit of a buzzword, but it's one I really appreciate. 
And I think the intention behind it is what I really want to focus on today is why we need tribes, what they're designed to do, how you go find one. And so that's that's Super the work important. you do, right? Yeah. So let's talk about this idea of tribes because right now some people may just see it as a cool t-shirt or a hashtag, right? <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> Which we love that hashtag, tribe right. on, right? right. Hashtag tribe Absolutely. on. That's what we do. But why do we need a tribe? Well, I would say first and foremost, speaking from experience, and I would think that you would agree with this, um, doing, doing this dream, not even doing the dream, just doing life, doing life on your own is really hard. Um, I remember the very first time I ever went to like a guy's accountability group thing. It was like 20 years ago. I'd never been to anything like this before. And it was not a lot of other guys would go to a guy's accountability thing. That's what I like about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. There were quite a few there at the time, but I didn't know what to expect. And I remember sitting there listening to these people say like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I need some help. I need some accountability. And I remember thinking I was, because I was the new guy, they let me go last, which I thought was super nice, but it got around to me and probably 15 guys in the room. And I said, I think I surprised them because I said, you know what? I love that you guys are all struggling. And they kind of looked at me like, like what? And I said, because that makes me realize that I'm not the only one. And I think that that idea for me of tribe and realizing that I'm not alone, that um, there are other people that struggle with the same things. You've experienced this, I'm sure, when you talk about your kids, right? And somebody else talks about the exact same thing that you're struggling with your kid and you're like, I'm a, I'm a terrible parent. I'm like, I'm so failing. And then you get with these other parents and they're like, no, me too. Like, right. in, in fact, and not to take away from that movement, but we had a, a friend of my son's stay the, the weekend and the parents came to pick him up and we were laughing about the fact that uh, he had got the, the, their kid had gotten in the shower, but probably didn't actually, he just <laughs> probably, <soap>. right. <laughs> And, and I said, I totally get it. And the mom looked at me and she goes, that's the real me too movement. Like, because there are so many parents that are just like me too. Like, me too. Yeah. yeah. I still tell my son who's over 20 mm-hmm. to brush his teeth. Yeah. I asked. He could go to the bar and order a drink and probably hasn't brushed his teeth. Yeah. I I asked my (laughs) 19 year old who's in the Marine Corps yesterday on FaceTime if he's wearing his retainer at night. So, I mean, me too, right? (laughs) Me too. So, but I just think that 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 idea of tribe is that we are not meant to do it alone. And it's super important. And if you don't mind, I'll give you another um, very palpable example for me. Last week, I sent out this email about launching my business. And then I posted a couple of days later on Instagram and other places on social media about this picture that actually a friend of mine, so this was a member of my tribe from elementary school, sent to me on Facebook Messenger. And he said, thought about you when I saw this. And it says, your tribe should want you to win and clap loudest when you're succeeding. Mm, that, yeah. And if you don't, and if they don't, find a new tribe. They use the word circle, but I like tribe. Yeah. And so I got that. And it's like, here's a member of my tribe who's thinking about me, who's sending this to me. I put it out on social media for others. Got all kinds of people who put in like the clapping hands emoji Mm -hmm. to say, I'm clapping for you. Right. And that was like, you go, hey, people are reading my, like reading what I'm putting out there. It's making a difference. This is my tribe. And 
not only is it for an accountability thing, but it just makes you realize it's, it's an encourager. It makes you realize that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think, you know, a lot of us have tribes that are just very ineffective. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and that is an interesting thing that I've gone through over the past couple of years, because I have made a shift into my own business as well. And the reason tribes has become so important for me to talk about is I knew when I was leaving corporate America, I was also leaving that tribe. I was leaving that support system. And if I was going to be successful as an entrepreneur, I needed people. I needed another tribe and it wasn't the same people. Right. And so I went to work. I actually prayed about this. I was like, God, bring me people that are doing what I'm wanting to do and that can support me. And it has been a huge shift, but in two ways. One is it's amazing when you start to be with those people that are doing what you want to do and you're learning from them and they're clapping for you and right. they're encouraging you right. and and you can go to them with your vulnerabilities. But it also means that you have to leave other yeah. parts of your tribe right. or past tribes sometimes. Right. Man, that's hard. It's really hard. Um, it's. I remember um, I was a ski bum in Colorado for a couple of years after college and I... Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to have found what the bottom of myself looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, don't care to revisit that space, but super happy that I got that opportunity. And that's where all the rich learning. Takes oh place. my gosh. <laughs> and so I, I had um, a good friend who was a pastor who said to me, he said, Jason, if you want to change your life, you have to change your friends. Basically what he was saying is if you want to change your life, you got to change your tribe, change the people that are around you. Right. So, cause if they're doing things that you don't want to do, you might be able to stand up against that for a while, but eventually when you're surrounded, when everybody that's surrounding you is doing that, you're going to cave. And that's exactly what had happened to me. Yeah. And in order to, to make that change, I had to change those people. And, and here, in high school, we call that peer, peer pressure, right? right? Absolutely. It's the same concept. Absolutely. Right. And here's, what's really interesting. So when I work with um, the clients that I work with, one of the things that I do is I take them through something called a tribal inventory. And in this tribal inventory, um, so this is part of my new book. I'll give a little selfless, self, selfish or selfless. I don't know. Selfish, I guess. You, I, you should totally talk about your book. Selfish plug. Um, it's called In Search of Fire Starters. And so it's a real life story about five people who have found their fire, fanned their flame into their tribe and found success doing some pretty amazing things. Um, but one of the things that I developed in that is called a tribal inventory that I take people through. And basically I say that you should have seven there are seven quintessential tribe members in your tribe. And um, the ones I talk about often are the the devil's advocate and the dreamer because they're typically... Those on, are two different people, right? Two different people okay. on, on opposing sides, yeah. right? Right. Um, I had one person to... And so basically what this does is this forces you to look at your tribe to find out who you have currently in your tribe. Okay. Okay. Um, and my challenge to you is once you find out who those people are is that you need to spend some time admiring them send them a text message, take them out for coffee, buy them ice cream, do send them a card, but let them and know. And tell them that you they, are, they right. are now a part of your tribe. Let them know that they are the two o'clock in the morning person that you would call. Chances are they know that, mm-hmm. but I've met people who don't know that, who are super touched by the fact that 
wow, I didn't know that I was that person. We just had that conversation. So the Badass Women's Council is the tribe that I put together. And we had this conversation at our meeting last month where, where we all just looked at each other eyeball to eyeball, heartbeat to heartbeat, and said, you all are our middle of the night call people. Like you get that, right? Everybody can rest well knowing that that we are we are for each other. And how super cool was that to know not only that you could say that to others and 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 or that others were saying that to you so that you knew you were part of that, but also that you knew that they were there mm-hmm. if you needed them. So it's a reciprocal oh, thing, it's a which great is great moment. And we don't do it. And and one of the things I encourage people to do when they go through this tribal inventory, there's a great um, TED talk. And I would encourage everyone listening to go out and Google it. It's by Drew Dudley. It's called Lollipop Moments. I don't know if you've ever no. watched it. But it, he talks about this lollipop moment that he had. He goes through this whole story. I don't want to ruin it. But it, it's just a great encouragement to let people who've had a tremendous effect on our life, whether past, like, that. you know, maybe it's a story you've told 30 times right. to somebody. Have you told the person that's in the story? And what's really interesting is a lot of times people are like, yeah, I tell that story all the time, but I've never told the person that had that effect on me, that story. It's so powerful. I, I sent a letter to my uh, English teacher from fourth grade, who was the first person who really thought maybe I was a writer. And after I had some success with my blog, I sent her a letter and just said, thank you for encouraging that in me. I, I love that. And here's And here's what I find. First of all, it's awesome that you're taking the time to do that because most people don't. What I found Well, I tried when, to find her on Facebook yet, but she wasn't there. So I had to actually write a real letter she, yeah, and everything. She, well, and that probably, <laughs> as a fourth grade English teacher, that probably meant a lot to her to get a real so. letter in the mail. Um, but to, to be able to say those things to people, what I found is when I feel that prompting to say it, I've learned to be obedient, even if it's like, I don't really feel like, mm-hmm. I'll just do it. And the, probably, if not 10 times out of 10, at least nine times out of 10, the response I get back is, dude, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. You have no idea how much that meant. So it's reciprocal. It's not just for you. It feeds what they need. Absolutely. So the first, that first um, stage in that is admiring folks. The second stage is to look around and see, okay, so I had one person take this uh, tribal inventory and they realized that they had seven devil's advocates in their tribe, but but no dreamers. How about that? Oh, I would die. You know me. Well, I would die. Right. And so, <laughs> and so, this was a this was an epiphany for them. They're like, no wonder I can't get out of the starting blocks. I'm just, I just feel like I'm getting beat up all the time. Every time I have a good idea, people are like, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, what about that? You didn't think about that. And all they're doing is punching holes. Right. right? Which you need somebody to Absolutely do that. Absolutely, you need somebody, yeah. but not when you're dreaming. Yes. You need somebody to dream with you and walk with you through that. So those are the so out of the seven, so the dreamers and the devil's advocate are two of the seven. Two of the seven, okay. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, actually, let me pull up on my phone and I'll tell you what the other because this might just be important for people to hear as they Yeah, because I really want to know what listening. all seven of those and are. Here's what's interesting. Um, you could have some people who fulfill more than one role. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Okay. I and I'll put rec- these in the show notes. And I would for recommend well. having I would recommend having a different person for each role, but you could also have multiple people in one role. Like you may have three dreamers. Okay. You may not just have one dreamer. Okay. Right? So, um, and I can send you this so that you can put it in there. Yeah. And um, it's got a, it's got a description of it. First is the, um, this is the listener. And that's just the person that you spill your ideas to. And when you get to the end, you're like, you know what I mean? They're like, yep. 
You just, you just need somebody to listen so you can like form it. Like it's in your head swirling. You need to verbalize it and you need somebody to listen to you, not judge. And processing out loud is an important part of the process of dreaming. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So listener, dreamer, um, devil's advocate, an organizer. So this is the person that says, all right, you've just told me 10 things. What's the, what's the thing you're going to do first, second, third, Uh, right? Cause I need that. Cause I'm, I suck at organizing stuff. <laughs> um, catalyst. This is somebody who says, all right, this is what, this is what you have on your list. First, second, third, and fourth. I want you to do number one by in within two weeks. And we're going to get so together. Gets for it coffee. started. Yeah. Accountability. They like throw the gauntlet down and say, I'm going to meet you in two weeks for coffee. And you damn well better have this thing done that you've told me that you're going to do. You did that for me when I was writing the book about attention deficit disorder. I think I remember. Yeah. You wrote me a little note that said, finish the effing book. Yeah. I still have it. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, you know, we need those. Um, connector. Um, and those could be in different, what I'm finding as I'm starting out is I have connectors in different um, business areas, right? Okay. People that know different people. But who can connect you? Who knows people that you need to know. And, and I love make, connecting people. I do too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And then the last one is an expert. So this is somebody who's like in the green pasture of what you're doing. Like they've been there, they've walked it, they can, they've can, they seen some of the pitfalls, they can encourage you, but they can also say, eh, have you thought about, because they've walked the walk you're trying to walk. And you can rely on the information from them because of that. Right. I love that. So- there, so the hiring thing is really important. And, you know, you brought up at the beginning of this, we were talking like, where do you find these people? Look around. They're there. I've right. literally, you know, sometimes people come up on your um, LinkedIn thing. and says, you might also know, or you might, like, I found a guy um, who's here. I'll give him a, a, pr- a plug. Uh, Chip Knighty, who's here in Indianapolis. He runs Kairos Consulting. His... Uh, his profile said punching holes in the darkness and that intrigued me. So I was like, I want to, I want to talk to this dude. Yeah. No Turns out that he is a retired Marine. My son was going into the Marine Corps. We got together. He talked to my son about the Marine Corps. Like he's now a member of my tribe, but I literally reached out to him on LinkedIn and I said, Hey, I saw your LinkedIn profile. I'm intrigued. I'm looking for somebody like you to be in my tribe. Are you interested? He's like, sure. Let's have coffee. One of my tribe members came from Instagram. There you go. So again, I think social media is a counterfeit connection unless you're using it as a means to go find the people that you want to intentionally connect with and build your tribe. Because what better way than hashtags to find people that are doing the stuff that you want to be doing? Like use it for, I always say to my kids, use your powers for good, not evil, right? Right. So social media is an opportunity to use the power of it, but reel it into a real relationship in a way that it can be intentional. Exactly. And so- Here's here's the other thing I just want to encourage people who are like, man, I need some of these people in my tribe. Ask. Seriously. Right. Because here's the thing. Think about how you would feel if somebody asked you. You'd be like, oh, yeah. You'd sit up straight. You'd be like, I'm in. That's, people are going to feel that way when you ask. Just ask. And if they say no, and I've had a couple of people who've said no. Just because they didn't have time right, or move whatever. Move on. Yeah. They're, they're not the people you want in your tribe anyway. Right. You want somebody who's going to be like, I'm in. I'm all in. Let's go. It is true. I was helping someone who was looking for a job at one point, and I was talking to them about reaching out for networking opportunities. And he looked at me like he would rather be just tarred and feathered and put in right. the street. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, I don't want to bother people. Yeah. And I said, have you ever had someone ask you 
to meet and network? Totally. And he said, well, sure. And I said, how did you feel when that happened? Totally. And he said, I wanted to help them. I said, ding, ding, ding. People want to help people. Totally. They really do. And what's interesting, um, I know I did it and I just watched you do it. When we talked about the person being asked and how we felt, we both sat up when, oh, we, when yeah. we answered the question. That's how it makes us feel. It We're does. like, I'm in. I sit up, right? I'm in. Yeah. So hiring, hiring the people that you need. Um, and then here's the last one, which some people are like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. And, and they, they rhyme. So you have admire, hire, and the last one is fire. And here, and here's the thing. If you admire well, right. If you go through the first stage and you admire well, and you realize who you have, if, if you go through and hire well, because you realize that you're lacking some people, I really believe that the firing stage gets a whole lot easier if you do the first two well. Because, and, and here's the thing. Oh, this is not like sending a nasty gram to somebody and be like, bye, Felicia, you're cut off. <laughs> Peace out, tribe out member no house. more. <laughs> you're out the tribe. Like, it's not, I'm not talking about that. This may just be a constant or a conscious, um, a conscious decision for the next time I'm dreaming, I'm not going to call this person. Mm-hmm. Because every time I've called them for the last 20 years when I'm dreaming, they've shot me down. And let me give you an example. And my, um, I use this a lot. My wife is a devil's advocate. I'm a dreamer, in case you can't tell from the things that we're I've, talking about. I've, I've, I've known that about you. What I've realized in 21 years of being married is that when I would go to her and say, here's my dream, she her natural thing is to be a devil's advocate. And it's not because she wants to kill my dreams, which is what I thought for a long time. What it is, is her wanting to love me well, because she doesn't want to see me fail. So that's, so now what I do, I've, I've fired her. I'm doing air quotes. I fired her (laughs) from the dreamer stage because what I've realized is I need to go to her. Once I've talked to my catalyst, once I've talked to my organizer and I have some of these things already ready to go and I'll come to my wife and I'll say, all right, I got three half baked pies, which one needs to go in the oven and which are the other two that I throw away. And she chooses, and she's right 100% of the time because she's so good at being a devil's advocate. Oh, that is a great example. It's so powerful. And what a great relationship enhancer in general. Yes. To know the language and know the the style and the preference of that person that you spend every day with. And don't expect them to be all of those things just because they're your person. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and so I, I did this with a client who, um, she was looking through it and she said, oh my gosh, I've just realized in going through this, that my boss is this kind of person. I thought he was this kind of person. So every time we have a meeting and it happened to be dreamer, devil's advocate, she's a dreamer, he's a devil's advocate. And she's like, every time I go, I just feel defeated when I walk away from meetings. And I know he's frustrated in me because I don't have any concrete things to give. And I was like, and she's like, I just need to fire him from that role and and it again it you don't even have to you don't have to let the other person know that this is happening. Right. Um one other thing I want to talk about and this really blew my mind. I gave this to another um person and they went through it and I never expected to hear this response but this is what she said. She said, "Jason, I went through this tribal inventory and you know what I realized? I realized that I am all seven of these roles to other people and I don't have anybody in my I don't have a tribe." Mm. And I like I almost cried. I literally did. Right. And she said, no wonder I don't feel supported mm-hmm. and no wonder I'm tired all the time because I'm always giving. People are always coming to me like, do you know this person? Can you connect me? Can you help me get organized? Can you help me do this? Um, I lived there for a long time. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it was some of the loneliest, 
And and I, I, you know, you always see things through a comparison. I realize how lonely it was now that I don't live in that anymore. Right. And that, that is why I'm so passionate about this topic, because now I know what it means to live in a community where you're getting back as much as you're giving. Right. Wow. What a difference. And and I was blown because I've I've always had a tribe. I mean, I think literally since I was in kindergarten, I can remember like having a tribe of people around me. So But me- you know what's interesting, just on that for yeah. another minute, because the whole idea of the badass women's council oftentimes gets this um thought that it's about strong women going out and taking over the world. Really, it's about strong women who recognize their vulnerabilities and reach out and connect with other strong women or other people that they need to take their dreams forward. Because that's badass. Because that's badass. Being vulnerable and being intentional about who you surround yourself with was the most badass thing I ever did. Because in those times when I was providing this for other people, I was successful. I was making a lot of money. People in my company thought I was super cool. Right. I think they thought I was super cool. We'll, we'll go, we'll with, go that. with that. Yeah. But when I would go home in my quiet moments, the quiet moments were deafening. Yeah. Oh, I bet. The the voices inside my head told me all kinds of dumb stuff about who I really wasn't. And now that I have people I can go to, I can have real conversations where right. I'm vulnerable and open about that. And that is a whole different way of living. Yeah. And and to go back to this book that I'm writing, what you just said that the voices in your head. That's what I call in the book, the what if abouts these things that are right. Who do you think you are? What about this? <laughs> what about that? It didn't work last time and all these different things. And, it, and what's super powerful about having a tribe is a tribe can speak truth into you. That is a direct contradiction to those things that the, what if abouts are screaming in your ear. Say that again. So the cool thing about having a tribe is when the what if abouts strike and they're coming in and, and, and just running on repeat on the daily about what you're not and what you can't do, the tribe is there to say contradictory things to say, that's just simply not true. You are a badass. You do have something to say. You are empathetic. You are like all those things right. that the voices and the what if abouts are telling you that you're not to keep you quiet. Now, the phrase I use for that is not all beliefs are truths. And so I've also learned to really challenge those voices in my head and ask myself mm-hmm. if I don't have a tribe member and, you know, the 11 o'clock at night and sure. you're having that moment where I went in and something creeps in my head and my heart, I say, is that a truth or do I just believe that today? Mm-hmm. And when I challenge the two against each other, it's, it's really eye-opening. It is. And I found for me that because I struggle with the same things. I mean, even now, writing this book, being on stage in front of people, doing different things that I've done, I still struggle with what if I don't have anything to say? And what if nobody <laughs> wants to listen? I've known you a long time. I've never seen you at a loss for words, ever. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Hopefully that. But but I say that even though like even though the words are coming out, there's still that thing inside sometimes. It's like, does should I even really be talking? Like, does it matter? Right. And I have, and to your point about truths and beliefs, I will go back to my email. I have an email um, folder that's called Keepers. Mm -hmm. And I go- Mine smile file. Sure. I mean, (laughs) rainy day, I've heard like all different types. But I go back and I will say, this is a belief I'm having. This is not a truth. Because the truth is, these are the things that people have said to me. Absolutely. And I think of a time when I was, had just made the jump from, you know, corporate America successful 
sales consulting world where there was lots of structure yeah. and lots of you know guidelines and expectations into the world of being an entrepreneur, right. which sounds like this amazing butterflies and roses and freedom. And it's it so is. so sexy and it so is. like, it's so badass. so badass <laughs> until it isn't, right. which is like every 90 minutes you bounce back and forth between right. that. And I had one of those moments where I couldn't get it together. And I was fairly new with this tribe that I had created. And I was supposed to have a regular um business meeting with one of my tribe members about the project I was working on, um, our friend that we love, um, Jenny Robbins. Love Jenny. Who has been instrumental in in launching projects with me. But we sat down at um, what I call the office, which is the coffee shop, Patachu, that I work from. Right. And she started in going over the list that she thought we were going to go over. And my bottom lip started quivering in 90 seconds. And she didn't miss a beat. She closed the notebook. She's that good. She, she closed the notebook yeah. and she just looked at me and she said, I think we should just chat today. And I open balled for an hour about how hard it was, yeah. about what a farce this whole thing was. Is that a word? Farce? Yeah. It sounds awkward I now that so. I say it out loud. I don't know. But yeah, just- It's a farce. Yeah, what, I was having an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was anymore. Balled openly for an hour and not one time did she did she she never patronized me mm -hmm. she never i never felt awkward i just was openly vulnerable and at the end of it she said and everyone else that is trying to do what you're doing going off on your own feels the same way yeah. and there's that moment of oh thank god which goes back I to what we I talked about crazy. at the very beginning right like that and that's why having those people in your life because she was there at the perfect right moment to tell you what you needed to hear, that you're not alone. And I'm blown away by how common that feeling is or that is on repeat in people's heads. Like you're alone, you're alone, you're alone, you're alone, you're alone. And if I would have taken that same quivering lip insecurity message to a couple of other people from my previous tribe <laughs> who have never, you know, tried right. to do this. Right. And, and and they love me, but they do kind of think I'm crazy. Right. It would have been the detriment of my dream. Totally. Because they would have said, Well, maybe you're right. Maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe, maybe and they love me. It's they wouldn't right. have said that because right. they didn't care about me, right. but they cared about me enough to say, Maybe you are crazy. Right. And, and that's their frame of reference. But I know exactly that Jenny was exactly who I needed in that moment because she has seen other people feel the same way I had and walked me through it. Yeah. So and she's, um, I mean, I told her when I, when I hired her, by the way, uh, name of her company is Ignite Today. Ignite Today. Yeah. Jennifer Robbins. She's amazing. I'll put her info in the yeah. show notes as well. So I told her, I said, you are masterful at taking this swirling chaos of a cloud that's in my head and, and making sense to it. Like, I'll never forget the day that we had um, a meeting and, and she, she was taking notes and she goes, well, there's your framework. I was like, I have a framework. <laughs> I was like a little, I was like a kid eating cotton candy for the first time. Oh. I'm like, look at, this, look, at look at me. 
Find you want to, hey, you want to see? You want some of this? Check it out over here. This is pretty cool. She's so good at that. Yeah. She's going to be a guest. Uh, we're recording in a couple of weeks. Awesome. So we'll, oh, we'll have a chance to, to talk to Jenny. We're going to get wrapped up here, but Jason, I just, I want to summarize this because there's so much richness in this. So just to go back to who you are and what you do. So now in with Firestarters, you teach and speak and help people do three things. You help them find their fire, yep. fan their flame, yep. and tend their tribe, Correct. which were, are the three critical elements, whether you're launching your own business or whether you just want to be more excited and committed to the job that you have. Right. You don't and have to quit your job to do this. I'm really glad you said that. It's a great point because this is not, for those listening that have seen Jerry Maguire, this it doesn't mean <laughs> that you go through this process and you necessarily have a Jerry Maguire moment where you grab the fishbowl and you're like, I'm out. However, it could, right? Mine wasn't. Mine was four years of maybe. Right. Someday mine, I might. Right. And mine has been literally, I've had this folder in my um, in my desk that I've carried across the Atlantic and back called MOB, which is my own business. That's what Jenny named our project. Oh, I love um, that. And that's actually the last chapter of my book where I talk about me and it's just throwing stuff in there over 20 years. But it's, it's finding, I really believe that we have what I call your OD, your original design, that we are made to do amazing things. And if you're not doing the amazing thing that you were made to do, that you're robbing the world of the gifts that you've been given. And that's a shame. Amen. That is a major shame. And that um, maybe finding that fire means that you take the skills that you have as an actuary in an insurance company for 30 years where you kind of feel like it's time to make the donuts. Mm -hmm. I made the donuts. You know, it's <laughs> like you're, you're just, but maybe you have some skills that are not for profit. That's a, a block away from your building needs or in your neighborhood or your church or a boys club or a community center that could use some of your ridiculous skills to help them save money. Yeah. Don't wait until you're retired or Ugh. until you're done with one thing to go use your gifts and talents. By the way, that time to make the donuts thing, I realized in a class I was teaching one day that it really shows our age. Yeah. Like it's still, some like people it. don't yeah. know that that was Look a Look up Dunkin' Donuts, time to make the donuts. <laughs> it's on YouTube, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Well, I am so glad that we've had this time to yeah, share your tribe stuff with people. And I'm sure you'll be on the show again because you have so many other things that you are passionate about that are helpful to others. But I want to encourage people to go and connect with you on LinkedIn. Okay. You share some amazing stuff, Thanks. Jason Barnaby, and that link will be in the show notes as well. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker, or someone to yes, come and facilitate a session in your organization or for your group, you're super good at it. I appreciate that. I love to do it. Good. Thanks so much. Thank you. And I'm not coming down. Thanks for being here today. I hope you'll check out the show notes. There's lots of good information that Jason shared today and links to his information. I've seen Jason speak. And if you need a keynote speaker or a facilitator for your group, you will not be disappointed. He comes with an immense amount of energy and inspiration. And I hope you'll check into hiring Jason for your next event. So here are your two questions to ponder for the week based on what Jason shared with us. The first one is, what if you chose your friends or your tribe as intentionally and as carefully as we choose a spouse or who we date? Question number two, 
Who needs fired from your tribe? If we really are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with, take a look around. Somebody might be dragging you down. Something to think about for the week. All right. Thanks again for spending time with us. I am Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian with the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I would love to help you with consulting for your small business or coaching or keynote speeches. Hit me up. Let's chat. Make it a great week. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.